You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, episode 264. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. If you are a brand new listener of this show, then a huge welcome to you. I'm your host, Christina Cantors, and I help professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more about our programs at thecmethod.com. I also invite you to join our free Small Talk Made Simple class, which is a course to help you build your confidence when talking about yourself and having conversations with others. So make sure you check that out at thecmethod.com. Now, a big focus of this podcast is helping you to succeed in your career. And I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest this week because he's here to share his wisdom and his experience with building a really successful career and not just a career, but also businesses as well. So we're talking valuable career advice today. And I'm really excited to introduce you to George Steffen, who dialed in for the podcast all the way from New York. Now, George is a personal branding, social media and content marketing expert who's been in the industry for over three decades. Through his company, Watermelon Social, he helps professionals stand out by creating powerful personal brands and content marketing. Now, as a passionate, successful entrepreneur and leader, George has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to standing out in the workplace. And I wanted him on the show so I could really grill him about what he's learned in his time in the workplace and in running businesses. So in this conversation, we talk about the challenges that professionals face in the workplace, how mentors help George to get a head start in his early career the importance of people skills in the workplace and how to be a great leader and to enable great communication. So this podcast is for you if you are out in the job market, if you're looking for work and you want to stand out, or if you have found yourself in a great company and you want to make the most of it and you want to fulfill your potential and accelerate your career. I'll put links to how you can connect with George and learn more about his companies, including Watermelon Social, in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 264. All right, let's get into the conversation. My first question to George was, What is the biggest challenge facing young professionals in the workplace today? Here's George Steffen. I think that to start with, particularly nowadays, the biggest challenge challenge is to get into the workplace. And once you're there is to find a mentor. My career, I started at global agencies in New York City, uh, BBDO, FCB, and uh, with a company called Publicis. And in each case, I was first in research and management. I um, found a person that liked me. I liked them. And uh, they took me under their wing and um, taught me a lot. And I think that is uh, very important at an early stage Mm. in someone's career is to find a a good person, um, a good company, And to do that first before they go off and try uh, startups, et cetera, I think that is that was key for me. And to this day, it is um, it is lasting. Yeah. And can you share with us what were you know, what was one or two of those key things that you learned early on from your mentors? I think that just the 
uh, discipline of, 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 of written and verbal communication was very important. I never did not go through a formal training program, uh, but uh, to learn how to write and how to speak and to do it succinctly was something that um, my early mentor helped me with. And it's invaluable as I've gone through my career and started a number of businesses. Watermelon Social is my most recent. So it's those um, communication skills that are uh, critical. And if you start at a great place, working with great people, um, even without a formal training program, which they have less and less of these days, I think um, the key skill is to pick up um, verbal and written communications. Right. And is there a specific, you know, what, what do you think a lot of people struggle with in the workplace when it comes to their communication skills that holds them back? So we use a lot of interns and um, I think that they, you don't learn this in school necessarily uh, unless you're doing a lot of extracurricular activities. I think you learn this in, in the workplace on the job um, and again, I, I, with a lack of, you know, over the years, there's been less and less uh, training programs inside of big companies. Um, I think that you just uh, need to watch and mimic, uh, if not a mentor, the good people inside your company or inside your team. And um, that's that's what I did. And now I'm able to pass that on to the younger people that I work with. Um, as I said to you earlier, they get tons from me and I get tons from them. They're, younger folks have tons of energy, tons of ideas, uh, lots of uh, enthusiasm, um, a much better grasp of um, social media um, and what works and what doesn't uh, on social. Um, and you know, that's invaluable to me. Now I give them their, the equivalent of their MBA if they uh, post-college, because I know a lot about branding, a lot about uh, content marketing. Uh, and I'm, I share it freely um, as I hope they share their ideas freely with me. So he's trying to find a, a company, a situation, a mentor, where you can easily go back and forth with uh, idea exchange. I think that's that's a very important. Yeah, I know that um a lot of a lot of people understand the value of having a mentor, but they're not sure how to go about finding one or how to approach someone to be their mentor. What advice would you have for someone in that situation? Well, that, that's a good question. So I'm thinking back over the years and I'm now thinking back to being the mentor. So getting a mentor, it's happened organically. Uh, I went to a great place. Uh, there were great people and we found each other. Uh, it was as simple as that, you know. Um, I think of my first job, which was in the research at the BBDO, this ad agency, Um you know, there was a guy who hired me who I really liked. He really liked me. He became my mentor. He uh, taught me everything I I 
wanted to know at the time in um, market research. And uh, he ended up uh, getting me an apartment down the hall from uh, his place in uh, the village in New York City. And I practically ate at his uh, apartment every night because I had no money and uh, didn't quite know what was going on. So I think then the mentoring happens that way. And now um, the interns that come to me, if we're talking about real experience and not very, um, they come after me. They uh, seek me out. They write letters. They phone call. Um, they prove ahead of time that they're going to be helpful. Um, now, in this environment this summer, there's a lot of folks out there who don't have much to do. So it's, I think it's real important to um, to do the outreach, be focused. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like a personality thing. Find someone that you match up with mm. and learn as much from that person as you can. And then I in turn, learn as much as I can from the um, the younger person. It doesn't have to be an intern. It could be a mid-level person, uh, a person that's, uh, say, a lot younger than me with a, in a different discipline. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to work, everybody's equal. Yeah, well, that's a yeah. It's it'd be great to be working with someone like you, George, who does who does welcome those, um, you know, welcome people approaching you to to be their mentor. I know that there are a lot of people out there who are very nervous about approaching someone. You know, there's that fear of rejection. What if they say no? Um, you know, it can be very intimidating for a lot of people to reach out to someone who is more senior to them. Thinking about that type of person, what would you say to them to to help alleviate their fears a little bit? Well, I would say that, um, you know, given my career and, you know, a number of startups and, you know, a sprinkling of failures in between, that you just, you have to try to get past that and know that you're going to get rejected and uh, know it's going to happen again and happen again. But hopefully you'll learn something from it, and um, that'll make you a better person, uh, not just in terms of work, but just a better person uh, outside of work. And I think that it's natural for people to be afraid, but, you know, you really need to make a bunch of mistakes to get better. And you're not going to make mistakes unless you do the uh, do the outreach. So um, one way or the other, um, I think you've got to just 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 give it a shot, and uh, you know, uh, take what comes. And you know, I you know I I looked for my first real job for two years, and I finally got a call. Um, I grew up in Princeton, New Jersey. Got a call from a, a, a search person in New York City two years later, and they said there was a job at BBDO. And I literally laughed at them on the phone. I said, no way. They go, no, 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 it's real. So I went in, and again, I was fortunate enough to meet the um, the, the person that was um, the, the influencer on the hire, and we just loved each other. And then uh, he loved me so much that uh, that his boss and she also, I don't know if she loved me, she liked me enough and, you know, did it. But, you know, I to get that job, um, I took a lot of little jobs in between. 
and uh, got rejected a lot of big jobs. Uh, I mean, more important jobs, not big in terms of salary. But, um, yeah, I just kept going. And at that time in New York, there we were in this country, we were having a recession, so it was very difficult. But, you know, I just kept taking jobs, smaller jobs, and that helped me get the bigger one. But I just, you know, I, I don't give up. And, uh, you know, I, I know that sounds a bit trite, but I think, you know, if you really want something, you just got to keep trying and not let the nose get to you. Absolutely. I think learning how to deal with rejection and, and, and no is one of the most powerful skills that we can develop. You know, George, you mentioned before that you, um, that, you know, learning from mistakes is one of the best things that you can do. Can you give an example of a mistake that you've made in your career or, you know, big or small, but where you learned an important lesson? Uh, you know, it's it, it's interesting when you when you get clients, everything's great. You know, uh, they love you, you love them. But when you don't get them, you tend to not know why. So we did actually did an outreach to some prospects that we thought we were going to get that we didn't get, and um, and I was looking for criticism, and you know I got some from one particular client which is very valuable. And um, she said, hey, you know, you guys did a good pitch. You had your team there. Everything made sense. But you talk too much. You don't allow your team to participate as much as we wanted them to because we wanted to hire a, t- a team, not just the leader. You know, so that was very helpful. So as you can tell, I still love to talk, but... I try to listen more and try to get more participation from the team, particularly from people on the team that are either younger or specialists uh, because they're better than me at at what they do. Mm. So that, that was, I don't know if that helps, but I actually went after it to try to find out how to get better. And, And believe me, People don't want to tell you why they don't want you. They're very <laughs> uncomfortable. We finally got a few to talk, and that was one of the one of the uh, you know key learnings that we we discovered. At least I did. Yeah. I try to modify as much as I can. And it's great to hear that even for someone like you who has so much experience, that you are still making mistakes, and there are still things that you don't know that you're doing wrong, and that you you still continue to learn. I think that's fantastic. Um, how do you, you, you said that people don't want to tell you why you didn't get the job or where you went wrong. Is there a way to encourage that feedback, that honest feedback? It's really hard. You know, it's human nature um, not to want to explain a no. It is very difficult to get people to tell you why they've rejected you. It's pretty easy to get people to tell you why they've accepted you. So, you know, we, we just, we just went after it. Mm. Um, and, and I would rather know why someone's not buying than why someone's buying, Mm. because if they're buying, then whatever I'm doing, even if I don't quite understand it, it's working. If they're not buying, I really need to know why so I can do better the next time. Mm. Would you say that advice is the same for professionals who are going for a job? and maybe get a no for that particular role? 
Absolutely. Um, probably even harder to get a reason why, unless you have a recruiter um, in between who can get it for you. Um, because, you know, if you keep making the same mistakes, you're going to get getting the nose. Uh, I mean, assuming other, uh, uh, everything else is equal and that, you know, it's the right spot and you're the right person, but you keep getting no's. So I think you just have to be persistent and uh, try to find out why. Hi, Rockstar. I hope you're enjoying this conversation so far with George Steffen. Hey, if developing your communication skills and building your confidence and leadership is something that you are absolutely committed to, then you might be interested in joining our membership program, the C-Method Academy. This is our members-only training and accountability program to help take your communication, public speaking, and leadership skills to the next level. In this program, you get access to in-depth training where we take the concepts from this podcast and we go deeper, we study them and we implement them. You also get access to webinars and coaching calls where you have direct access to me to ask questions and to be coached. Plus, you'll be part of a passionate community of like-minded people who are there to support you in your journey of accelerated growth. To learn more about the program and to join, go to thecmethod.com slash join. That's thecmethod.com slash join. Okay, let's get back to the show. So, George, I want to take a bit of a change of direction here because um, speaking to you has reminded me of conversations that I've had with a number of my clients. And what happens is I get people coming to me and they say, Christina, I really struggle to speak to senior people. So when I'm in the same room, when I'm in a meeting or I'm presenting to people who are more experienced than me, or maybe they're the VP or they're a VP or they're the CEO, or they're in that very high up position, I just, they, they just get so nervous and they, they can't be themselves. As someone who, you know, is in that, that high position and, and does work with people at, at all different levels on a daily basis. What advice would you have for those people who are struggling to communicate with senior people? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think as a leader, uh, you have to have to be empathetic. I think that you can make people uh, feel better about presenting in front of senior people, if in fact you're able to talk to them about maybe telling a story about how you got better. And the way you get better is through lots of practice. Um, I'm a golfer. Um, you can't get better unless you put the work in. Uh, you can get coached, of course. Uh, you can get mentored. But at the end of the day, you got to get out on the course, right, mm -hmm. and play and experience the pressure. Very different uh, than being, uh, you know, in a coaching situation versus being in a boardroom. Uh, at a young age, I was in a boardroom. Uh, <laughs> I had part responsibility to run the Mars business, which is the global confectionery mm. company run by the Mars brothers. And uh, they came in to my agency for a review. And I was the, I was put up front. Now I was too young to be really nervous, uh, but I had done enough before. And um, I was, um, I must admit, I was probably a little bit uh, 
what's the word? I don't want to say arrogant. It was not arrogant, but I wasn't as worried as my bosses were about having the Mars brothers come to the agency. And there was probably, you know, they weren't going to drop us, but there's probably a hundred million dollars in business there. So what I did was I just did something natural. I, at the time I was part of the team that introduced uh, Twix cookie bars, which is still a huge brand. And I walked into the room with, um, Boxes of Twix, a Twix T-shirt on, all the stuff that we did, the Twix hat, you name it. I, <laughs> I had Twix all over me. And the Mars Brothers, uh, John and Forrest Mars, just started laughing. And uh, that broke the ice. And then we had a very nice presentation. Uh, we kept the business. Um, so, you know, I, I, I didn't go to school for that. Uh, but at that point, I already had two uh, fairly senior jobs, and I had done it enough to know that, you know, just be yourself. Um, try to keep it, as we're trying to do now, conversational. Um, always try to reject a little humor into the situation. And um, sometimes that diffuses uh, tension. Mm -hmm. And and mainly, just like in golf, you got to be prepared. You know, you have to be ready. And uh, if you're prepared, it does take away some of the anxiety. Uh, not all of it. And then after that, you just have to uh, you have to you have to rinse and repeat. You know, just just do it. Easier said than done. I'm not making light of this, but very good question. But that that that's that's how I got to it. How do you prepare for an important meeting? And I work really hard. I do a lot of research. Um, I work with my team on whatever the the pitch presentation is. Um, I practice. I practice with my team. Uh, we try to we try to do it from the client's point of view, not from our point of view. And um, you know, it's just really uh, being prepared and also having some great ideas. I mean, you know, if you're just going to read from PowerPoint slides, that's not going to get anybody excited. But if you start with some ideas and then you get prepared and you present well, and and now you, for sure, you have the team do most of the presentation, um, then uh, you've done what you can do. If you get it, fine. If you don't get it, that's just the way it is. But as long as I'm ready and prepared and my team's prepared, then I almost don't worry about the outcome. It's kind of like how with going back to the, the golf um, example of how um, I've heard professional golfers say that when they are lining up a shot, you know, even if it's, you know, the final hole on a, a world tournament, that they still just focus on that one shot and they don't think about the overall outcome. They don't think I have to win this tournament. They just think, you know, I'm just focused on the present where I am right now with this one with, with this one hole. Uh, well, absolutely. I think uh, I play a lot of golf. I think uh, when you get nervous, um, you go back to your routine, mm. which you've practiced over and over and over again, the pros for years. Um, and once you're back into that routine, uh, you're, in, you're in a bubble and it pushes away. A lot of the anxiety, anxiety 
will make you lose uh, every time because, I mean, just in golf, I mean, mentally and physically, it tightens you up and you can't make a good shot. So you revert to your routine and uh, that helps you get through it. And, and again, that, once again, that's that's being prepared mm-hmm. and it's uh, it, it just, you know, you got to outwork the next person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I played golf the other day and, you know, uh, I don't, if I, if I had it down, I'd, you'd see me on TV at the masters. But, uh, so I, I find holes in the game and I'll either go to a coach or, um, when I can't get to a coach, particularly nowadays, I go online and I Google the problem and I watch the videos and I go and practice. And then I fix that one spot in the game. And of course, something else pops up, but Overall, I, I've gotten better um, by doing it that way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love that analogy. I think there's something we can all learn from that and the, and apply that. And I'm sure everyone listening has a, a skill or a hobby or, you know, whether it's learning a language or a musical instrument or something where they've worked really hard to develop that and it's about, you know, applying that same discipline and, and work ethic to the other areas that you might want to improve in, such as your presentation skills or your leadership skills, um, you know, or building your confidence in the workplace in general. George, this has been so wonderful speaking with you. Can you tell us a bit more about the work you do with Watermelon Social? I have a parent company, Stefan Partners. We do branding and digital marketing for um for clients in a number of verticals, and the branding uh, is a um, discipline that uh, basically establishes why your company, why your product is different and better than uh, competition. The digital marketing is the transactional side. Once you have that foundation, the branding foundation laid, uh, we go out and generate um, engagement leads and sales. So I've done that for years. Three years ago, um, I launched Watermelon Social, and that is personal branding and content marketing. And the only difference is we're doing that now for leaders of companies, and uh, we um, we make sure that they're branded to differentiate themselves from their peers. We develop content. We push that content out to um, build engagement, uh, leads and sales for their 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 company. We do this for middle management teams. Uh, we do this for leaders uh, and we do it in some cases for pro athletes. Mm. So uh, Watermelon Social is really exciting because it's gotten me into doors that the regular um, corporate um, parent would not have because uh, there's not a lot of Watermelon Socials out there. Where did the name Watermelon come from? Uh, that's a good question. Um, a few years back, I uh, came up with the idea to do it. And I was sitting in a room in my office in Soho, New York City, came out of um, out of the air, to be uh, frank with you. And, uh, and I backed up into it and I wanted it to be fun. I wanted it to be colorful. I wanted it to be tasty <laughs> and I wanted it to be social. And, you know, that's, I, I, I assume you have watermelons in Australia. You don't buy a watermelon and go eat it by yourself. No, you, you don't. You go buy it and you share it. <laughs> I love that. And uh, what what's great about Watermelon Social, and if you've 
see our colors and everything. It just makes people smile. It engages. It breaks through the clutter. And it gives us an opportunity to start a conversation. I love that. That's great. And it's to me, um, I hear what comes to my mind is juicy. When I think watermelon, I think juicy as well. And I think that's a, a great word too. George, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and advice with us. Can you share with us one one more piece of advice for people who are looking to stand out in the workplace and fulfill their potential in their career? Well, I'll give you an A and a B. I mean, one is work, work really hard, focus, and break through the clutter. You know, be a, be a purple cow. You know, do something that's appropriate but different than your peers because otherwise you're kind of like a commodity. So if you work hard and you focus and you, um, in a way, you brand yourself, to um, be, you know, different and better than your peers, you're going to have a better opportunity for a win. And uh, that's my advice. Wonderful. Thank you so much, George. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity and uh, be well. A huge thanks to George Steffen for being a wonderful guest on the show this week. You can learn more about his company, Watermelon Social, at watermelonsocial.com. Very memorable, right? Or you can visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 264. If you're not sure about what he meant by purple cow, I recommend you check out Seth Godin's book, Purple Cow. He was the guy who invented that that term, and it's all about being remarkable and knowing how to stand out in a cluttered marketplace. So make sure you check that one out. And before I leave you today, don't forget to check out our members-only training program, the C-Method Academy. If you want to take your communication, your confidence, and your leadership to the next level and do it in a supportive environment, then the Academy is for you. So come on over and check it out at thecmethod.com slash join. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>